Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Kay Antoinette, the blogger. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Kay Antoinette, the blogger, and you are now listening to the LBF podcast. Today, we have a very interesting topic, trailblazers, pathmakers, and innovators. This is a talk about the first-gen experience, part one, possibly a part two, we'll see. But I have a great guest here with me. You want to introduce yourself? See, I don't know if it's great, <laughs> but this all this awesomeness could oh, be God. a thing. I get, awesome could be a word. Awesome, awesome, great. Amazing, whatever. Uh, amazing, <laughs> I like amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, your boy uh, Yusef. Yusef, yes. Uh, or Yoshi. Uh, Yusef, if you listen to the Relationship Status Podcast. Uh, Yoshi, if mm-hmm. you've heard me on the DJ Blaze Radio Show Podcast. Um, all members of Crux Media. So, yes. yeah. How's how is it? It is a ple- let me say this. It is a pleasure uh, to be here with Miss Kate Antoinette. The blogger. So is the blogger the last name? So or is it? It's, it's you know <laughs> I don't really know what it is. It's, it's, just, it's, it's just it became a life of its own. Honestly, okay, yeah. So the blogger is just <laughs> it's part it's partly what I was doing before I mm-hmm. started the podcast. So that's why I just chose that name. Okay, all right. Well, you know we going we we here on your show. They already know you, right? Uh, so you know. So like, as y'all can see, we have a bit of a personality here with us. I am today. not. I'm not a personality. <laughs> It, I'm not a what? What you mean? You don't think you're a personality? No, I am just a regular man. Oh, okay. So you know what? Usually <laughs> I'll break here, but I want to roll right into this because <laughs> the energy is just so great. We're gonna get into it. Okay. So, um, first I want to kind of define what the first gen experience is from my mm. perspective, okay. and the perspective will be coming from today. So. We're looking at first gen as the first to do something major in a specific area that separates you from other generations of your family and or paves the way for generations to come. So the first question I'll ask you is, do you feel you're do you feel as though you are a first generation? Um, yeah, in many ways. OK. In my family. Um, I don't come from uh, entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. uh, my mom has worked. Well, let's talk about my grandmother. Right. My grandmother migrated here from, is an immigrant from Panama. Oh, okay. And uh, my dad as well. Okay. And my grandmother actually worked on the Panama Canal mm. and then came here and worked and worked. So you are the true and definition. Worked <laughs> and worked. And then my dad, uh, he's from Panama. He came over here my, when my grandmother moved here um, when uh, he was in high school, maybe 11th grade. Mm-hmm. Um spoke very little English okay. um, and went to, he went to, got 
drafted into Vietnam. Right. Into the Vietnam, went to the army for Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, came back from Vietnam all jacked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so made a whole lot of uh, bad life choices. That happens. Um, he did start college. He didn't finish. That sounds like my dad. Um, <laughs> and then my mom, she's an immigrant from Trinidad. Okay. And so, well, I don't know if you call West Indians Trinidad uh, immigrants now because they, they, I don't know if you call anybody immigrant now. Right. The country is so culturalized. We all immigrants. <laughs> we all immigrants. Uh, but you know, she um, came from Trinidad. Um, one of she was, she had a bad relationship with her mom. Okay. And so her mom kind of had disowned her, mm-hmm. and she came here to try to build a relationship with her mother. After she graduated high school, ended up going to college, okay. and that's where she met my dad. Um, they went to Brooklyn College. Neither one of them ended up finishing. Oh, <laughs> did they get somebody get pregnant? Um, I think so. <laughs> I, I'm here. Well, I had an older sister that passed on, but uh-huh. I'm here, and there's no college degree. So, got you. Um, uh, my grandmother never went to college. Right. Uh, never graduated. She didn't. Yeah, she graduated high school in Panama, but she didn't graduate college. Okay. My grandmother on my mom's side didn't graduate college, but she did graduate high school in Trinidad. And so um, both came here. Um, I have a couple of aunts who went to college, and but I kind of beat them to the punch. So, yeah. But in, on that side of the family, it's kind of not really a thing. So Blended. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so so much going on. Got it. Um, but, uh. So when you when I looked at your list when you sent me your list which is comprehensive which is it's it's, it's a lot like so if you're ever a guest on with K Antoinette the, the blogger um <laughs> you gonna be ready she gonna make sure you ready listen I am an outline girl okay I have to and I do that because my mind the way my mind works I need a list it doesn't mean that we're gonna go exactly off of it but mm. I just need some some checkpoints well I'm gonna say that's a good thing for a young podcaster. Mm-hmm. Is to be organized. Like it's one of the things that I think a lot of podcasters don't do. Like you do a great job with pre-production, and like that's the before. Like you spoke right. with me, you talked, um, we had good conversation about what what to expect on the show, and you had a, a very a very detailed outline. And I think that that's great. And a lot of young Aww. young podcasters need to listen to the show because I mean you've got great content. Um and 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 I know why now. <laughs> I know you. why now. Um but. The, as I look down the list, um, the, I'm the first to graduate college in my family, Mm -hmm. although I did everything not to graduate college. Hey, but you graduated. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I'm going to tell you, it's, 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 it's crazy because when I graduated high school, um, I ended up with my mom putting me out. Okay. Um, I thought I was. What did you do? I told we my, don't get into that. I told my yeah, we a whole bunch of stuff kind of happened, uh, and you I ended up. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You just get out of high school, and your mama tell you you got to go to college. I went to a college and got put out. Okay. And then after I got put out, I came home, and my mom and me and her got into it, and then my stepdad jumped in, and then me and him got into it, oh, and Lord. next thing you know, I was outside, clothes going out the window, um, and I ended up in a situation where. Um, I ended up homeless for a little bit. Right. And then I went to uh, my grandma. Well, before I went homeless, I stayed at my, my high school. There was a girl I was dating. So, so you stayed at her house? I stayed at her house for about a week. 
And uh, when I stayed there for about a week, my um, her mom came to me. I was in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Her mom came to me and was like, uh, if you're going to be here, you got to chip in. Right. I was like, man, because the same thing I told my mama, I'm, I'm just 17. <laughs> I ain't getting no job. Y'all can forget that. Cancel that. You weren't going to get no job? No, I was not chipping in. Why? I did not want to. Oh, my Lord. I no. had a job since I was 16. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You weren't going to get me to work. Um, so, <laughs> so <Y'all, laughs> I know y'all gonna call me. I ain't got nothing to do with nothing he said. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, so she ends up putting me out. Okay. I go to my aunt's house. She was like, well, you can only stay here for a couple of days because mm-hmm. it's enough of y'all staying here already. I'm that aunt. Yeah. <laughs> so then I stay there for a couple of days. I don't do nothing. I end up leaving. I said, yo, my grandmother who has, she worked herself. Like I just talked about it a little while ago. She mm-hmm. worked herself to where she ended up being without a college degree, ended up being the head of payroll for NYU. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, I mean, like high up there to where like people were consulting her. Like right. she was making sure everybody, the hospital side and the university side, like she was so you still, well known. You were still able to see the hustle side yeah, of the, it. My mom got up, got up every morning at mm-hmm. four, left at five. We lived in Brooklyn. She left at five, took the train to Manhattan. Right. Me and my brother would get up, walk ourselves to school from from since the second to third grade. We would walk ourselves to school, right? Walk back home. Um, then my mom would show up about six. Uh, my grandmother was on the same type of schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was in the street. Um, he was hooked on drugs real bad because gotcha. Vietnam kind of had jacked him up. Gotcha. Um, but I saw work. Right. I saw what work looked like. But it, it didn't. The I, good and the bad. Yeah, the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want it to be like that. Wasn't I didn't want to be miserable. I, did, I didn't want to be the person working. I, I just wanted to take in. I just wanted to keep taking. When you see how work um, affects the mental and emotional of your parents in a way that is not necessarily healthy, mm-hmm. I think it does something to you where you <clears throat> you get to a point where you realize I don't really want my life to look that way so you try to figure out different ways to kind of circumvent and yeah do, different, do, do things somewhat different right um and so anyway i end up at my grandmother's house long story short i end up at my grandmother's house and you know how you got a chain yeah and you had the chain coming off the mm-hmm. door yeah, my grandma was putting the chain on the door <laughs> um and she was like yeah she she you opened don't. it up just the crack like you could just get and she was, she was like uh yes i was like grandma i need a place to stay Mama put me out. She was like, oh, I know. Nah, she was like, this is my my, my dad's mom. Mm-hmm. She's like, your mother called me and told me what she, what you did. She told and me what she tried. In cahoots. She said, you got a job? I said, no. She said, you went to school? I said, no. <laughs> she said, well, come back when you got one of the two and close the door. Boom. <laughs> I said, hold on now. What do After 30 minutes of knocking and ringing, mm-hmm. I realized she wasn't opening the door. What did that do for you, though? She's always been my safety net. Yeah. And what I realized in that moment was my safety net, which I didn't, I didn't appreciate mm-hmm. at the time. I didn't appreciate the lesson at that time. Right. The, it was like, I'm busting my butt to give you what you needed while you were getting your education. Mm-hmm. So now, and she, she told me repeatedly, as long as you're in school, you don't have to worry about nothing. So as it came on, as, as the thing started to flow and she saw my life kind of taking a turn. Mm-hmm. She was like, okay, no, I'm not helping. Right. I'm not going, I'm not getting up at five or four o'clock every morning to take this two train all the way to Manhattan. For you to act like this. To be the six, for you to be acting a plum drum fool, mm-hmm. drinking, smoking, 
doing everything else that right. you don't need to be doing, hanging out on the corners. And that's a cliche, but literally doing that stuff. Right. And I didn't, it's almost, you can see it on her face. I didn't fight mm-hmm. as hard as I fought. Like my grandmother passed and she owned her own three family brownstone in Brooklyn. That's amazing. It was passed down. Yeah. You know, it'll forever be in our family. Somebody without a college degree. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, I kind of had to go. So I spent a couple of months riding train, riding subways and sleeping in uh, parks and all kind of little bullshit. Right. And finding shelter at shelters. And I was at a shelter mm. and you would eat and then you kind of hang out on the steps. I was like smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and uh, this old guy. He's like, what's up, blood? No, I was Lord. Like, oh, shit. Here we go with the young blood shit. So he goes, uh, hey, what you um, what you doing? Now? You don't look like you belong. Right. Because my brother and my sister would still kind of sneak me in the house to take a shower. And uh-huh. I might raid the fridge a little bit while everybody was, because everybody worked. Right. So I would get there and they would, well, don't, don't let grandma catch you. Or don't let mommy catch Don't let mommy catch you. So um, what ended up happening, long story short, was he was like, uh, hey, where your grandmother live? I told him what happened. Mm-hmm. Where your grandmother live? So you live out in Flatbush? Where? Off of Nostra and Ave? He knew her. He was like, what street? I said, 31st <laughs> Street. What's the house number? I said, hold on now. I said, what you mean what okay. the house number is? I said, what you want to know what my grandma's house number is? He said, because if all she wanted somebody going to work or go to school, I'm going to go there right now. Ooh. He said, I'll go there right now. Was that the motivator for you? And it made sense. He said, get yeah. your ass off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And That's just, a new one. I've never heard that one. And but. just go and just go yeah. and find you a job so you can have a place to stay. This ain't for you. Actually, he said, I could see it in you. This ain't for you. Okay. And so I went back to my grandmother's house and I said, hey, grandma, you work at NYU. You're the head of payroll. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you got some connections. She put the chain back on the door just for just for emphasis. <laughs> and I said, grandma, um, I don't want nothing. I don't want to stay here. You see, I don't even got my bags with me. I really just want. Um, can you help me get a job? Mm-hmm. I really need to get a job. Right. She opened the door and I said, huh? <laughs> She's like, now you can stay. She said, there's a difference between needs and wants. Yeah. She said, you need to eat. You want a hamburger. She's like, I needed you to need to find a way within yourself to find a way mm-hmm. to do it yourself. Now, mind you, my first job was washing dishes at NYU in the cafeteria for seventeen dollars an hour. It is well, shit. Wait, for seventeen damn dollars an but hour. Wait, but cost of living out because seventeen. Cost of living, yeah, I'm about to say seventeen dollars. Yeah, yeah like, cost damn. of living in New York is. <laughs> got you, is, got you, got But you. that was the thing, and so from there, I went from working to working some more to a friend saying, "Hey, you too smart to be doing this. Mm-hmm. You need to go to college." I was like, "Ain't no college gonna take me." And I got kicked out of two of them. Anybody gonna take me? Right. And so he was. She was like. It's a school in Columbia, South Carolina. I said, <laughs> take anybody. They will take anybody. So she was like, uh, she said, just fill out the application and show up. And I was like, there's a state called South Carolina? Shout out to SCSU. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't SCSU, though. Wait, wait, wait. Which one? It was not. It was Allen University. Allen. Shouts out to AU. I knew it was going to be one. Shouts out to I, AU. Now, I showed up with my application. I didn't know that South Carolina was a state. I just thought it was the bottom part of okay, North Carolina. See, see, like, playing, I didn't. Okay, I feel like I didn't you're playing know. us right now. No, I'm not playing you. I'm just saying, like, that's what I. 
and I'm from We gonna give him a pass We, we gonna keep on moving <laughs> With the topic We now, gonna keep it moving Yeah so we gonna move And so I ended up getting my college degree Yeah My mom and my grandmother flew down Okay For my graduation And My mom did something strange She took my Honors cords Cause I graduated top of my class mm-hmm. Um 3.7 GPA Right Just gonna pop my collar on that Oh quick. lord <laughs> You know what I'm saying uh, But uh, And she She said I worked for these mm-hmm. And my grandma said the same thing And I was like Hand me this Yeah hand me this, this These <laughs> honors These honors cords But that just means they're yeah. proud Um, And yeah that, Very yeah. proud of me uh, I ended up being the first one to graduate College Okay so that's one way What's, what's another way That um, you feel like you are a first generation I am the first one to have an LLC I am now okay. a co-owner A uh, founder, co-owner mm-hmm. of Crux Media Group, which yes. is a podcast network, and we have our LLC, and we're legit, and we coming for everybody. Uh, uh, they we, coming for me, y'all. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> we we got some discussions to have with Miss Antoinette, uh, uh, the blogger. But um, that uh, let me see what else is on here. Um, so through my struggles, because although my grandma worked, my dad, my mama worked, my dad eventually got his life together. And he worked. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother. Uh, I'm not the first to own my home because my grandmother is that. Right. But you got to have financial literacy. Oh, yeah. I jacked up my credit in all that time mm-hmm. of bouncing around because I didn't go to college until I was like 21. Right. So I killed a lot of my financial, like I'm still digging out a hole. Gotcha. But it's given me going through that stuff and where I am, I'm the first to push financial literacy on my kids. Right, because you have those mistakes, so you have to try to figure right a way to fix them, and so you're, you know. Mm. And I think that the reason that they're, and I think we'll, I think that you got it on here, um, but the, I think a lot of the reason why people's are not, why people, people's Jesus Christ, <laughs> why people are not firsts, mm-hmm. generational firsts in their family, because their families have generational curses that they don't know how to break. And that's what I had to realize with mine. So to switch gears a little bit, yeah, I'll get into a, a little bit of my story. So I'm a first generation in uh, a lot of areas too. First grad, first um, female in my immediate family to uh, pick the career that I've picked. Um, first one to do anything remotely close to, uh, well, I ain't going to say entrepreneurship because my mom did start. She was a hustler too. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my mom. Shout um, out. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> but um, very much so the first to challenge a lot of the old traditions as far as have the kids, get the ring, all that stuff. Um, first to challenge working beliefs mm-hmm. because I'm not with killing myself for a job anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to how I grew up, I came, I'm coming from a low-income background. So resources, knowledge was very sparse mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and very limited in some ways. Um, I did have two parents in the home. My mom, she worked and she's been working for the last 30 some odd years. Mm-hmm. My dad, he worked, but he did have a period of time where he got laid off and the economy got bad. I think everybody was suffering during 2000 and was it eight when the economy was just yeah, when it's trash. Just- yeah. Mm-hmm. So during that time period, you know, we, we struggled um, pretty much all the way through my childhood. So when it came to financial literacy, there was none. Mm-hmm. And so based on the things I didn't know, I mm-hmm. made ignorant choices. Of course. 
It's what we do. We don't know. Right. And I I don't want to call them mistakes so much. I want to say ignorant choices because a mistake is something that you kind of regret. Ignorant choice is something that you you really just were blind to. And I think that there is a point that that you that you that's a huge point there. Yeah. And I hate to be stuttering, but I don't believe in mistakes either. Right. I believe you just make bad decisions. Right. And you have to own it. Mm-hmm. To not do it again. Yeah. If it's a mistake, it can happen again. It can if you, happen again. If you again, see yeah. it as a mistake. And then not only that, but regrets are, although it took me a while to get here. Oh, yes. I oh, love oh, I love yes. where I am. Yeah. That's that's the key. And yeah. so I don't regret anything that's happened because everything along the way has taught me something. When you learn those lessons, and like you said, it, it took me so long to be appreciative of the journey because... Mm-hmm. You know, while you in it, you like, well, it's me. I didn't have this, <laughs> especially as a first gen. It's easy for you to like feel like the world was against you mm-hmm. before you even had a chance to to figure your shit out. So yep. um, getting to the point where I'm just like, hey, I am where I am. I'm going to fix it. And if I didn't have to be there in that moment, then I wouldn't know how to help the next person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an important thing to to kind of know that the journey was purposeful. Yeah, and, and and a lot of people don't I hate cliches. <laughs> but what is it? Embrace the process. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I hate <laughs> I hate that shit. But there's value in what it's saying. Yeah. It's if you if you value the process, things will just happen. Right. Because if you value, hey look, my process is I'm gonna get up every morning, I'm going to uh, uh, read some scripture if that's what you do or read a motivational quote mm-hmm. I'm gonna meditate on it I'm gonna get my day started I'm gonna go walking right you know and kind of think about it I'm gonna do these different things whatever your process is then I'm gonna attack mm-hmm. every day with fervor with zeal yes. with desire and you said that you didn't want to be the person and you made a very and you said I don't want to work hard for somebody else And it's not saying I want to just be my own boss, right? Everybody's not meant to uh, be in that lane. What I do know about myself from working, because I've had a number of jobs in my lifetime, Mm -hmm. um, is that I want to be in a lane where I can be creative, where I can do things kind of my own way and still accomplish Mm -hmm. the same kind of tasks that are being asked of me. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, that too, (laughs) that too. Right. But I am going to go be going back to school to get my master's. I did start and okay. stop, but I am working on becoming a counselor, which I will be the first in my family to have a master's degree. So mm. it's I want to get into like what are the emotional and spiritual, mental, financial challenges of being a first gen? Um, financially, mm-hmm. the challenge is no one taught you. Right. Like no one taught me how to be financially financially literate. Right. So you end up just like you said, you end up making a lot of financial mistakes. Right. Um, not mistakes, bad decisions, bad choices. Right. And I think that financially is the the thing that keeps people in the generational curse mm. because they can't dig out. They don't see anyone positively right. doing anything. So they can't go, well, I see this person doing that. It becomes the norm. Yeah, so it's a norm. Mm-hmm. It's a norm. Like, it's okay to be, listen, if you have, if you if you get that government aid, ain't no, I'm not judging you. 
I'm not, I, what I'm about to say is not judgment. Don't be a Kanye. No, 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 no. It's not judgment. <laughs> but if if I see it's okay, if my child sees it's okay, yeah, to go out and just get the get the get the bare minimum out of life, mm-hmm. that's what they're that's gonna what's gonna okay. that's what they're gonna think it's okay. My sister, let's not to put her on the spot. Mm-hmm. My sister lived in the projects since she was like she's had the same boyfriend. I mean. Mm-hmm. She has three sons. Right. All right. She had the same boyfriend since she was 16. Okay. Hold on. Her oldest is a senior in high school now. Mm. Hold on. All three kids are the same dad. The youngest is six or five. Hold on. Not done. (laughs) He has three other kids. 12, 12, 11, and like... 12, 11, and like six. You know, math really is not. Yeah. You know, reading is fundamental. I don't know what math is. But one I'm, and one is supposed to equals two, but she's still with them. Ooh. Has lived in the projects on section eight mm. since she left my grandmother's house. Right. And at 40, she's 39. Just move out the projects after 17 years. It's still on Section 8, mm-hmm. but finally uh, is moved into a house in East New York. Okay. Out of the projects in Canarsie. But every piece of government aid there is, my sister has. If you can get it from the government, she has it. All right. So to have that, but for her and then my brother. So, uh, so I'm just saying... Her sons. What do they see? That's what they see. Mm-hmm. They see mama being treated like, oh, I got these other brothers. Once yeah. once my oldest nephew realizes, hold on now. <laughs> like, well, I know math too now. Yeah, like, what the, <laughs> like what, the, what the what? You know? Yeah. And then the rest of them, get, they're going to see, like I carry single dad. So I carry myself a certain way mm-hmm. in front of my kids. Right. I don't believe that my son should see how to treat, should she should see the negative treatment of a woman. Right. So I'm going to teach them this, this, and this. Because they learn. Yeah. They, yeah. they learn. Kids learn more through sight and sound. They learn more through seeing than you telling. They learn more through body language than verbal, just like oh. everybody else. So I know for me, um, financially, where we at? Well, let's start with the generation curse because I don't think I did a good job of answering that the first time you yeah. asked it. But um, generational curses, I do believe in, and mm-hmm. I, I think that the the way they're so able to be successful, especially in our culture, is that we don't identify it as such. Mm. We identify it as a norm, right? This is what's normal. This is we we're not used to challenging a lot of things. It's not even normal. It's comfortable. It's comfortable. And I've said that before. I was like, you know, even when something is not so great for you, you can still find comfort in it because it's not a change. Mm. If, as long as you're not changing, which is the most uncomfortable thing you can do, right, to transition, to change, to to grow. To grow. And to, <laughs> to, to, grow. to be whatever it is that right. you were it is, set out to be. I have transitions every couple of months. <laughs> and I'm telling you, they are not comfortable, but I know that they are pushing me to a life I've never seen. Um, ever since I was younger, I felt like, mm, 
this I don't think this is what I want to do. This mm. is not this doesn't feel right, you know? So I don't know what pushed my mind a little bit differently than those other ones in my family. Um, but I'm thankful for it because I do see a lot of people in my family and other families that normalize behavior that's not healthy, um, that does nothing for them financially, emotionally, mentally. Um, and that hinders whole generations. Mm. So the decisions I make, though I do make decisions specifically for me in my happiness and yeah, my joy in my life, I know that the decisions I make are going to affect the generations that come behind me mm. just by seeing me do it. It doesn't matter that I'm successful just by seeing me attempting to do something different outside of, you know, what that norm was is powerful for any child coming up mm-hmm. in, in our family. So, and it's, 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 uh, I want to commend you on that because it's hard. It's very few. I'm going to say very few. Cause I think uh, on my show, they try to tell us not to make generalizations. <laughs> Oh Lord! But there are there are a <laughs> lot there are there are some women mm-hmm. who would not step up to what your what you have done, right? And so to say, hey, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to challenge that. Yeah. I'm not going to challenge. I'm I'm no, no, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to challenge this thought. And no, I don't need that. No, right. I don't need to do that. I, all I need to do is be me and do. And that's tough for women in society, right? It and is. so only the strong survive in that. And I can't say, because I've been raised by women. You know, my father was in the house, but he was very much like your father, right? Mm. My dad had, you know, alcoholism. He struggled with a lot of other stuff, too. And verbal abuse was, you know, prevalent when it came to his relationship with my mom. I don't say that to discredit my dad, because my dad is my dad, and I love him to death. Mm. Um, but I was raised by my mom and my sisters. I'm the youngest. So... I was able to learn from them too. And I think that might've been an advantage for me. Mm. Um, Thinking that, okay, I see the way your life looks. Is that okay for what I want for myself? I don't think that um, they challenge themselves in that same way. But one thing I had to learn was not to get in a headspace where I was judging their decisions either. So I had to humble myself enough to know that their life choices could be very, you know, suitable for what they wanted. Right. My, Mm -hmm. my, both my sisters always wanted to be mothers. That was to them. That was the ultimate life goal. They always wanted to be wives. That was one of the ultimate life goals. That wasn't the same for me. I just decided that I probably wanted to have one kid at some point. You're going to have a child. You're going to have a little, uh, Antoine, Antoinette blog. Uh, maybe one day or, 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 or second or maybe one day and the jury is still out on the husband piece oh what's the jury because you know what the way stuff going out here hey man you eligible bachelors out here <laughs> i know you hear the voice <laughs> i know you hear that voice okay now that's all i'm gonna say all i'm gonna say don't i'm gonna just i'm gonna just keep uh listening to the relationship status podcast hey man y- help. yeah we gonna we gonna help you out here <laughs> we're gonna help you out here oh and just just uh, a shameless plug Okay. Uh, uh, Miss Cantonette will be on uh, the Relationship Status Podcast very soon. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So now we can go back. <laughs> back to our regularly scheduled programming. Right. So um, financially, yes. first generation, finances to me equals resources. Uh-huh. And so I didn't have those resources available to me because those finances weren't there. Don't I know it? So when it came to 
even being on an equal playing field with my peers, with other people that I was trying to emulate or the success I wanted, I had to make decisions that would put me there. Student loans <laughs> being one of those things. Um, and making, like I said, those ignorant decisions when it came to finances because I had never seen smart decisions. Done, yeah. You know, come from finances. Now, emotionally, it got into the point where um, I had a lot of imposter syndrome. So that being where I would be in spaces where I was qualified to be as a student, as a worker, and I felt as though I didn't belong because who this poor girl from this country ass town, what is she doing here? You <laughs> from know? this podunk town. Right. What is she doing here speaking and thinking that she can have an opinion and thinking that she has anything to offer? Before I even started podcasting or blogging, I I it took me a year to actually work up the courage to actually write and you know do things of that nature because i was like who's gonna listen to me what what do i have to offer i'm you know all you need is all you need is an idea (laughs) all you need is an idea but it took me going through those things Mm -hmm. to realize i was worthy without a lot of the you know the things that other people had that looked like financial and you know that looked like resources that looked like guidance and so um and I think that's another thing that holds us, that holds people back from really breaking generational oh, yeah. curses is seeing like they may understand like they may see a guy driving a Beamer. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what he had to do to get it. Yeah. So when they get a lump sum of money, they go, oh, shit, I'm going to go ahead and buy this Beamer. Right. Not knowing my insurance is going to be higher. <laughs> To fix the motherfucker it's gonna cost you a couple G's every now and then. Oh Lord! Yes. Oh, listen, don't I know it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just not smart to do if I don't have it to maintain. Right. Living above my means—that's that's that's also a generational curse. Living above your means—it is. But the <sighs> and that fits under the finances of people not being able to. It's the finances. It's the emotional because you have delayed gratification versus immediate yeah. gratification. Mm-hmm. And if you delay gratification too much, then you make stupid decisions like uh-huh. big purchases that you're really not equipped to maintain and all those different kind of things. So it's it's really a snowball effect of what first generation um, children go through when they look at, you know, the examples that their families have set before mm-hmm. them. And I also try not to get in a space where I'm judging my family. You know, because yeah. if my mom didn't have Shit, access to I that, judge my family. I mean, for certain <laughs> things, it's not, I I'm want kidding. better for them, you yeah. know, but I, I try to understand why they've made the decisions they've made or why their life looks a certain way, why they didn't challenge certain things. Because maybe in their time, like my mother's time, she was being progressive. My mom, like I said, she was a hustler. She did hair. She did catering. She decorated. She got money on side hustles, like left and right. Mm. Cause she had to, cause my dad wasn't you know, helping financially as much as she should have. So um, I saw the hustler side of it, but I also saw that that wasn't the complete way I wanted to go. I wanted to be a little bit freer and more stable. It, it's emotionally draining to live your life, having to go to work, just work and home, work and home. Yes. It's emotionally draining to come, to be a young child coming from school and your lights are off. Yeah, shit. <laughs> the water's off. It's like, what's happening? Yeah, why? You get why? one flush. Yeah. Hey, wait, hold on. What? What? Uh, 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 if it's, if it's, oh God, what's it, what, what is it called? If it's, it's brown. If it's, if it's brown, flush it down. If it's yellow, if let it's it mellow. yellow, let it mellow. We live by that, okay? <laughs> hey, listen, uh, uh, it, 
Hey, if you ain't never had the water off. I'm telling you. <laughs> you don't understand that. You don't understand that when you see your mom stressing out because she doesn't have groceries mm-hmm. um, and that she chooses to eat a little bit less so her kids can eat a little bit mm-hmm. more. You decide mm-hmm. then that is this, I have to do something different. I have to do something a little bit better. So, yeah. Listen. <laughs> hey, listen. I, you know, you're in here getting heavy. Right? I am. I didn't expect this, but it's good stuff. Um, Let's see. Okay. All right, so uh, I'm gonna skip down to the bottom, and I'm gonna ask, like, so do you feel like the white knight or the black sheep in your family? Um, there's times I, I I split the difference. Yeah. Um, there's times with my, I think with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the white knight. Yeah. Because she brags on me. Mm-hmm. Like if I go home, I, she got to take me to her job whenever I go home. Every time. Every single time. I got to go to her job and she has to show me off. Right. And I'm, I feel like I feel like a prize in that sense. My dad my dad has become successful mm-hmm. um in his later years. Right. And as a matter of fact, me and him had a discussion and he said he told me don't wait till 70. Mm. He said I didn't become a man till 70. Mm. He said don't wait till 70. Right. And so he's married now. He's about 72 and happily married. Right. And he's, because we was having a discussion about the many women and the decisions that he made. Right. <laughs> and he was just like, hey, man. He was like, I I was a boy. Mm-hmm. He was like, that's why I did what I did to your mom. That's why I, I was on drugs. I was, I was, he, and so he successfully makes a good bit of money now. Um, he's literally dug himself out of a hole. But emotionally, my dad is not there. Right. Like if you're looking for if you're looking for some emotional can't help, go there. no, do not. <laughs> the store is closed. It never opened. Um, he's like, okay, whatever. When uh, I have a my, my brother's locked up. When my brother locked my brother was locked. Up, I said, Daddy, man, you gonna put some? He said, No, I ain't putting no money on his books. Ooh. I said, Wait, hold on. I said, What? He said, Do you know what he did? I said, Yeah. I said, But and you know where most parents would come to the aid of their child. <laughs> My dad was like, "Well, imagine if it was your grandmother they, that they got that 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 got done to. What would you do?" Well, and so he's so logical. It's, it's he not he's takes not emotional. The emotion yeah. completely out of everything. Now yeah. I know he loves me. Never heard him say it. How does that affect you? Nobody in my family has ever said I love you except for my mom. She started doing it recently. That's because she's getting older. I just she about to die. I guess I don't no, know. I'm oh, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I'm, the dark sarcasm for me. <laughs> no, I'm just hey, hey, uh, seriously. I wouldn't want my mom to go anywhere. But in her, and as her years are getting up there, she's like sixty something, sixty two or sixty three. So as she's getting up there, she's you could see that she is starting to turn a corner and starting thinking about yeah. yeah. My dad is seventy two. <laughs> he don't care about. Telling me anything. He's married and I don't even think he told his wife he loved her. Like oh, he probably just walked up on her like, Hey, let's do this, girl. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. Uh men do not follow that example. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear it. Hey, hey men, hey. <laughs> but you know, it's uh so I I don't know. I just this his topic is tough. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what we say today, people are still going to fall into whatever trap or beat whatever odds. Yeah. No matter what happens and what we say. So 
I'm hoping somebody gets something out of this. They will. I'm pretty sure they will. Because, I mean, it's it's a whole tribe of us out here, you know. Um, what tribe is that? The first gen tribe. The first gen tribe? Yes. Okay, so I'm a part of that tribe. All of right. course. I mean, whether Can I you, be the chief? You don't have no, to have done. The I'm, I'm the chief. Oh, you're the chief. Um, <laughs> wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> you don't have to have done everything on the list, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So the list is, you know, high school grad, because that's still a thing, too. Mm. College grad, home ownership, financial literacy, LLC, religion, traditions, working beliefs, cultural diets, whether you're challenging all of those things or not, is it's to the point where when we realize we're not alone in a lot of these experiences, we can kind of mm-hmm. network and build up each other so we can help build up the next. And networking is important. It is. And I think that more important than networking is your circle. Oh, yeah. Because I think that I'm where I am. Now, mm-hmm. n- props to my friends in high school. Mm-hmm. Love them to death. One of them, my boy Mo, shouts out to you. He, right after high school, went to college. He went to Rutgers University. While he was at Rutgers, he went to another school and got his EMT license. Okay. Finished Rutgers, was an EMT, then went and was a teacher, then was a principal. He's now a a captain of a fire department. That's amazing. He works one month out the one month. He works one every four months. Mm-mm. He moved his mama, his wife, and his kids from Jersey to Hawaii. He lives in Hawaii for three months. It comes back. Comes back to goes to Jersey for a month. Flies back. I need that job. He's the <laughs> only one of my friends growing up. Yeah, that's to that level. Right. Um, then I got some cousins who are doing well. My cousin down in Atlanta, he's he's heavy into um, uh, restaurants. He's like a GM, and uh, and so, but my circle that you I see. met, the circle that I met here, mm-hmm. CL, entrepreneur, ultimate entrepreneur. That man could build a house and sell it, <laughs> and then go buy something else. Right. And so he's very business minded, very straightforward. Um, be easy. Very from the DJ Blaze Radio Show. Shouts out to you, B. Right. Um, entrepreneur. Very business minded. He clowns and jokes, but that guy, when it comes to business, he's going to handle his business. A um, um, uh, friend of mine, uh, Malcolm, uh, business minded. He runs a multi million dollar nursing company in New York. Mm. Owns about two or three businesses, is heavy in the stock market. Um, uh, a doc. We call him Doc because mm-hmm. he's a chiropractor. And I need that right now. <laughs> he'll be here tomorrow. He'll be here tomorrow for the for the uh for the live that we're running. But um he him, he's he's broken some curses. He's 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 a first gen and in, in some and all these people are first gens in some aspects right. in their families. What curses have you broken in your family? Or do you are you on I your am, way to breaking? I am the first male dad, brother, uncle. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been to jail. Oh, wow. Hasn't done time. My dad did federal time. My uncle did time in Trinidad. My brother's in jail. Currently, this is his third stint in jail. The first male to not go to jail. But your example is going to affect so much. Um, I think it's already affected my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I can put expectations on them that weren't required of me. Right. Yeah, because it's like, like you level up. Yeah, yeah. yes, and I think that my dad told me this a long time ago. He said, 
my, my my dream for you has always been for you to take it one step than I did. Oh, yes. That should be your dream for any child. Yeah, so, like, my kids, if I get a master's, my oh, kids better get, get a doctorate. doctorate. Yeah. yeah, my kids better be out here getting out. And I'm not, a, I don't say that education is the only way to, to do things. Right. Even though I am a teacher. I, um, sucks in this day and time. <laughs> but um, even though I am a teacher, I'm not one of those people that, hey, kids, you got to do this. You got to do that. Yeah. You don't have to go to college because I realize college ain't for everybody. It's not, but it's an avenue. It is an avenue. And I'm going to tell you the importance of that avenue is because I want them to have the mindset of even if you want to be a mechanic, mm-hmm. let's find a plan for you to own your own mechanic shop. So you might have to take some business courses at, uh, what's that, Tech's, Florence Darlington Florence Tech. Part, yeah. You might have to take some business classes to get your associates in business. Mm-hmm. While, you get, while you go ahead and get your mechanics whatever you need to be a mechanic and get some experience while you in school. So in that sense, you're mentoring them and guiding them. How important was that to your journey and how important is that for you to do now in Um, in this stage in life? Didn't have any mentors. Didn't have not one. Not me. Okay. I didn't have any mentors of people that was like, you know what mentors were? Uh It was these dudes. The name was Chad money. All right. Chad money with these two brothers, um, back in, uh, in Jersey. And, I won't say what city in Jersey because then I'll be, you know, uh, I don't want them to find me. But uh, Chad and Money were the biggest drug dealers in our city. Right. They were the ones that supplied everybody. And me, and it was my homeboy L. Mm-hmm. We, we was good at basketball. We was good at football. And they caught us smoking in the park one time. Oh. Boy, they beat this. Sh- they was like, hey, y'all boy, I had smoking. They the OG. Yeah, they was like, hey, man, hey. And so we was like, they, they, let me get a little bit. So we smoked with them. All right, so we're going to holler at y'all later. We're about 10 minutes. It's about seven. Beat the shit out of us. <laughs> beat the hey. shit. Hey, man, we'll see y'all niggas out here again doing that shit. Y'all need to be some. Now, it took me a minute to get there. Right. But um, lesson stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, so mentors, didn't they were few and far between. I didn't really get them until I got to college. Mm-hmm. And I actually saw, like, one of my mentors, and he'll probably be hearing this for the first time, Malcolm is actually one of my mentors. That's great. My best, one of my best friends, mm-hmm. C.L. Butler, is one of, one of my mentors. If you're doing the things successfully that I'm trying to do. The right way. The right way. <laughs> I'm going to listen. Yeah. It's only right that I listen. Y'all hear that? Your peers do not have to always be your competition. Your peers can be your mentors. Yes. You can learn from those around you. Yeah, not, and, and, and not only that, but your circle, like your peers need to be honest with you. Yes. That's the one thing. It ain't nothing for Malcolm to call me and be like, yo, you fucking up. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, what you talking? No, 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 no. You fuck- Matter of fact, me and CL got into it this morning <laughs> about something that was my fault. Did you say sorry? No, I'm not going to say sorry. Hold on now. Oh, I ain't going to say sorry. Did you say I apologize? No, I said my bad. I ain't going to oh, say, Lord. we two dudes. I ain't going to go through all, we two dudes. It's like saying I'm sorry to a dude is like going to the movies with him. Like that ain't going to happen. Uh, I, this is, this comparison just came out of the, <laughs> okay, we're going to keep it. <laughs> all right. I'm just saying like, step you forward. know, yeah, like I'm not apologizing, but I will say my bad. You know, you know I, it's on me and I made a mistake. Well, I made a bad decision. I should have known better. But I'm just saying, like, those people are my mentors because they're not going to allow me to make the mistakes if they see it. Right. And if they see it, 
digger or bad decisions. They're not gonna let me make these bad decisions without calling me on it. And, and you need that. You need that honesty. Everybody needs that honesty. If you don't got if you don't got people in your circle, A that you can because I think that your circle being successful, you can't be the slacker. Right. In a circle that's successful. Because eventually you won't be in the circle. They're gonna you're gonna get outgrown. <laughs> you're gonna be outside of the group chat. You're gonna be outside of the group chat. Ooh. Like they have a whole nother group chat. And you won't know nothing about <laughs> it. Until they joking and they say, Oh yeah. You're oh like, wait, huh? Huh? I didn't even When is this, this yeah. became an inside joke? <laughs> nah. So in that in, in the sense of that, when when you're talking about that, those are my mentors. And then so now with young men mm. that I teach, I'm a I'm a high school basketball coach. So that I coach my kids, mm-hmm. my young boys, like I gotta, I feel it's my right. It's feel, I owe it to the people that invested in me, mm-hmm. the people that I listen to, to impart that knowledge on them and make sure I had a student come up to me and say, I said, what you want to be, man? He said, I'm going to be a rapper. Okay. I ain't going to college. We were at a college fair. Oh Yeah. And he was just sitting on the side. He said, I said, well, why'd you come? He said, I just came because I wanted to get out of class. I said, okay. I said, so you want to be a rapper? He said, yeah. I said, you don't see the value in going to college? He said. Learn your production? Said, no, I don't want to go to college. I don't want to go to college. I said, let me let me just say. Let me, Spit some game. Let, go me, ahead. Let, me, let me say a little something go here ahead real let quick. Let know who, who done been. I said, <laughs> go to college, do talent shows, mm-hmm. and build your base. On your campus. Sell your mixtapes. I said, take a couple of summers. Save some money up. Go down to Orlando. While you're in college getting your business degree. Mm -hmm. Go down to Orlando to Full Sail University. They have summer um, stuff. Get your A&R degree. You could do it in, I think, three summers or something like that. By the time you're finished with your degree, college degree, you already have that A&R degree. Right. You have a business degree. So now guess what? Not only are you a rapper, but you can own your own studio where you charge other rappers to mm-hmm. come and record and you can record for what? For the free. Yep. And now you're doing what you love and what you want to do on a plan. Right. And that was what was missing. For me, it's not that I didn't know. But the mistakes I made was because nobody taught me how to plan. The connection. Nobody made the connection for me. So they took whatever answer I got because Mm -hmm. they weren't used to, I was on a new path. Mm -hmm. So they took whatever answer I got thinking I had all the answers because I was making this choice. Yep. That was the father's thing from the truth. So with me being, you know, a mentor now to my nieces and nephews, I have one that's 16. She's a junior. She's about to be transitioning now into her adulthood. Mm -hmm. Because when you hit 18, that's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know so i've been pushing for her to hey if you say you want to do this then this is how you get there if you say you want to do this then you need to think about this let's connect those dots so that you understand what is required of you how to perform and how to get to your destination mm-hmm. if you're missing all this you're going to make too many mistakes and you can still get there because i did yeah but it's going to be painful unnecessarily it's unnecessarily painful Denzel Washington said, goals without a plan mm-hmm. are dreams. You know what? We got to get him out of here. So I think that's a great. No, no. I mean, I'm good. What do you mean? You... What time is it? 
No, I got time. I got time. How you got time? I got it's six thirty nine. I I got time. Okay, let me let me do another question. Okay, okay unless you want to end on that, <laughs> no, no, you know, no. I drops bombs look, now. Let me find my bomb on this yeah, he, thing. Yeah, he done messed up the whole drop. <laughs> <laughs> I done messed up the whole drop. My bad. Uh, we can, we can cut out the end. We can cut out the end. Nah, nah, it's all good. You know, bloopers. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, how did you cope with the expectation of what you thought um, your journey would be as a first gen versus the reality? I didn't know I was going to be a first gen. Right. When did you realize you were going to be one? When did you realize you were one? Um, when you asked the question. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I realized I was one when I graduated college. Me too. Yeah. And how much the family kind of celebrated, celebrated mm-hmm. me. And then it really didn't hit me. I promise you, it really didn't hit me until my cousin, who's younger than me, mm-hmm. um, Shout out to him. He's full time. He's he's in the military. He's stationed in Germany now. Okay. Shout out. Graduated from the University of South Carolina, and and all and went into the military. Mm-hmm. And he told me when he graduated, the reason why he went to college was because he saw That's me. Crazy. He was at my graduation when he was like eleven or twelve. How did that make you feel? He was thirteen when he was at my graduation. It was like it was a rush of emotion mm-hmm. for me. You know. My nephew, uh, my brother's son, my nephew doesn't have a relationship with my brother. Okay. I try to kind of fuse it because mm-hmm. my brother kind of has broken it. Yeah. But. So you're the father figure. So to him, I'm who he calls. Mm-hmm. My other nephew, my sister's son, I'm who he calls. He talked to me about what colleges he wants to go to. Right. What he wants to do. So you're seeing the manifestation. Yeah. And yeah, so I see what the basically what is the ripple effects the ripple effects of what i've done mm-hmm. in my family yeah and and the people that come in contact with me and i'm on and i'm hoping um all i could do is continue to hope and, and i don't necessarily say pray but pray that my own biological children are take the same taking the same and seeing it and going okay let me this is what needs to be done and this is how we need to do it and right so you know i've i've it's heavy for me because, well, let me say this. I think my journey allowed it allowed me to be here. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people who the family, because I don't think we touched on this, the family pushes them to be the first gen and they can't take the pressure. Oh, yes. I, yeah, I, I don't even think I thought of that question because. Yeah. But that's a huge part of it. I had um someone who is very close to me in the family and we're about the same age and the family you know pushed this person to be certain things and do Mm -hmm. certain stuff but that wasn't their path you know and that's not necessarily what they wanted to do but the family didn't allow them to kind of have that wiggle room Mm -hmm. so when I came through even though if I made a mistake or if I figured out, hey, this is not really the path I want to take. Let me try something a little bit different. And then when I realized I didn't have to choose between paths, that was life changing for me too. Yeah. I could do multiple things. I don't have to choose one or the other. I don't have to decide. I don't have to decide. I, I like both of these things. I can do all of mm-hmm. it, you know? So being that person that kind of persevered, um, I think it does affect a lot of, of what they see and a lot of what they see is possible because that's mm. another thing is like a lot of, we'll, we'll talk ourselves out of making certain decisions because it's too hard. 
Oh, yeah. It's too complicated to figure out. Oh. You know, we've never seen it done. Yeah, it's never been done. It's never been done. And so it's just like, you know, we'll we'll accept this crappy norm, even though there's so much more out there for us. Life is, um, I tell my students, um, the world is bigger than where you live. And But that's important to expand their world view. Yeah, and, and I think that it's so many kids, like it's so many kids never been on a plane. Never, first time I went. Never been out the country. Whew. Never, shoot, never been out the state. Like some people ain't never been out of South Some people have never been out of Florence. I was that person. <laughs> I was that person. And and honestly, if I had not made one key decision, I ain't gonna say one because it was like a domino effect. But one of the decisions that I made in my life to have the career that I have, if ha- I had not made that decision. My worldview would not have been changed. <laughs> Since I've made that decision, I've experienced those things of being on a plane and traveling. And now I travel for leisure and not just for business. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And my mom, she had never been on a plane. So when I flew her out for one of my accomplishments, wow. it was just like. Did you flew her out? I did. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. She got flewed out. She got flewed out. Okay. All right. Now. She was in coach. She was not in she first She was not in first class? <laughs> Hey, listen, let me say something. If you get relation, uh, guys, if you flew in somebody out, it don't matter what you put them in, first class or coach, uh, as long as they get there. Kay Antoinette will, she likes to fly Delta. <clears throat> don't put me on no spirit flight. No. Oh, now nah, nah, that's the only thing. Don't put nobody on no spirit flight. <laughs> don't put nobody on a spirit flight. Please, uh, guys, fellas, fellas. Don't do this. Don't, please. Not, not spirit. They had one with no seat up there, a picture. You yeah, stop it. Picture. Stop. I'm gonna find that. Please picture. stop it. Find Please picture. do not send it to me, <laughs> fellas and and ladies. You know, if you fly me out, oh, it's not. Is I'm not going spirit. See now, I know 2020. I got crazy, y'all. What you mean 2020? Not crazy. <laughs> we got equal rights, right? We we. I can't equally get flown out. You can equally want to get flown out. <laughs> I don't. I mean, personally, per, personally, me, I'd rather pay for whatever. But if in fact, you know, you First call me team. up and say, "Hey, there's a ticket waiting on you at the airport." I mean, what am I going to do? Not go? You know what? I ain't going to lie. If I had the funds, I'd probably be out here. See? 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 Don't. <laughs> you got here flying in Juan and, and Antoine. And Antoine and Tony. <laughs> Some of good old country names. Yeah. Nah, the country names ain't flying nowhere. They, they can drive up. <laughs> you know, they always got to drive. They ain't get on a plane. Mm-hmm. They get on a damn plane. All right. Uh, anyway. You know what? I'm going to close it out because. I'll make this a part two, and if you want to be back for this, we can always come back and discuss a little bit more. Well, I, listen, I'm I'm back as long as as long as you want, as long as you're inviting me. Of course, it's like inviting somebody over for dinner. Oh Lord, I ain't got no food. Hold on now, <laughs> how you gonna not have food? Like I get some peanuts and put it in a bowl. You trying to kill me? I'm allergic to peanuts. <laughs> we going to the hospital. Jeez, what you got going on? Hey y'all! Hey, listen. If y'all hear uh, Yusuf or Yoshi, <laughs> has has been. You see, I done stopped the music. I see that. Has been in the hospital. K. Antoinette, the blogger. I don't know her real name, but <laughs> oh, you don't know my real name. <laughs> and I just told him. Yeah, no, I don't want to put y'all like that. See, I didn't want to tell the you people know, you told don't me. Don't tell them. That I'm K. Antoinette see? to y'all. See that? What I'm saying. <laughs> 
But it's been a pleasure being here. It has. Why don't you go ahead and plug your stuff one more time for us? All right, uh, Relationship Status Podcast uh, yeah. comes out every Monday and Wednesday. Dope show with my co-host, C.L. Butler, um, Professor T, Neat Cruz. Uh, we get it in every Monday and Wednesday. And then, of course, uh, you could catch me on sometimes on the DJ Blaze Radio Show. Plugging them. And we have, uh, we all a part of Crux Media Group as a podcast company. Holler at us, hit us up if you're interested. Young podcasters out there, hit us up. Crux Media Group one at gmail.com. It's Crux Media Group, the number one at gmail.com. Last one, you can catch me on all social media platforms at Yosh in the Building on Instagram. Yosh in the Building on Twitter. Yes. So you guys. When I say the relationship status podcast is so good, it really is. So I'm uh, very, flat, very, very, it. I'm very honored that, you know, we connected and had an opportunity to have this conversation. Oh, yeah. You know, it didn't flow exactly with the outline, but we're getting better at this. Uh, listen, don't, 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 uh, don't, don't make it seem like it's my fault. Like, no, I, no, no, no. Okay. For me, I'm just saying the way the conversation <laughs> went, it really just felt comfortable just oh, talking yeah. about this stuff. So, you know, and that's what I love to bring for the LBF podcast. So. You can follow me on social media at Instagram, K Antoinette underscore the blogger, or you can follow the Let's Build Futures page at Let's underscore build underscore futures. Let's build futures dot com is still up and running and I will be back again with another episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. If you want to get in touch, please leave a, a message or a comment. You always know you can DM me some questions because y'all always do. <laughs> and I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye. Hey, builders, I hope you enjoyed that part one with Yoshi um, from the Relationship Status Podcast. He was an awesome guest, but there is a part two. So stay tuned to the LBF podcast. We're going to have many more discussions about a lot of these things, but specifically this topic, um, we wanted to give it a well-rounded point of view and perspectives and hit a lot of different topics. So just stay tuned for part two.